Masterclass is perfect for the high-performing, business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Friday, which means it's time for friends sharing facts about health, business, and overall success. In today's episode, we talk to Luke, Luke McLeod. Luke McLeod is an up and coming thought leader in mindfulness and the founder of Soul Alive, the Mindful Life app, an Australian meditation and mindful app and soul consulting, which is a HR service provider that Luke has now owned for five to six years. His clients include the likes of AMEX, Lululemon, and AIG. His mission is to break down a lot of the stigma and preconceived ideas around meditation and mindfulness, helping everyday people integrate meditation into their everyday lives. Some interesting facts about Luke is that he loves surfing, loves nature documentaries and board games. And as we heard, his dog, he also loves his dog. (laughs) Welcome to the Natural Podcast, Luke. (laughs) Protecting the property, right? She is, yeah. She's only small, but she's a good little guard dog. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. So tell me about nature documentaries. What's ones that you've watched recently that are some good ones? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a big fan of David Attenborough. So yes. I, I remember growing up as a kid and uh, watching him for as, as long as I can remember. Um, so anything that he brings out, uh, I, I'm they're ready to watch it. I think, uh, I don't know, is this something about his voice, his style? Um, yeah, anything that comes from him, I'm, I'm front seat. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's calming. His voice is calming. The nature is calming. And I always leave so educated and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's such a uh, passionate environmentalist as well. So, um, yeah, I just think that we the more voices that we have of that talking about uh, looking after nature and protecting, you know, our, our, our big home, uh, the better. A hundred percent, our home protecting it. Yeah, Luke, I'm so excited to have you on Natural Podcast um, to talk to a fellow Aussie about mm-hmm. such beautiful thing as meditation and overall health. But what has got you to where you are now? Can we go into, can we reverse into Luke's life and where did it all start? Um, how did you get to where you are now? Yeah, well, I've had a few different stages in my life slash career. Um, I won't go into too much in depth of them, but uh, there's a fair bit of variety and it's um, it has been a bit of a journey. So, um I left uh, school uh, end of year 10, so I didn't finish um, school. It just wasn't for me. Uh, I dropped out of school and I actually joined the army, of all things. Uh, nice. Yeah, which when now I'm a meditation teacher, <laughs> often when I say that, they're like, wow, that is very different. Um, yeah. But it, but it all kind of led to where I am now. So, um, yeah, I was in the army for five years, and then after that, uh, I went back to uh, school or to university. I studied business um, at uni. And uh, when I came out of that, I got involved with a few of my friends and we uh, got started a business, uh, which is still going today. I'm still a shareholder of it, but operationally no longer involved. Uh, and that was uh, an incubator for other startups, um, just to kind nice. of give them access to resources, mentors, and so forth. And uh, that was a good uh, time in my life, but it was also very stressful, very fast paced, as you would probably know in the, in the startup world, a lot of long hours, 
uh, no breaks, no holidays for a long time. And um, it got to a point where, yeah, I almost uh, worked too hard. I got to a point where I was I burnt out and there was a few other things that happened in my life, in my personal life, which all happened in a very short period of time. And that's when I really turned to my meditation practice. Uh, I, I had been meditating before that for a couple of years, but I'd used meditation as a, almost as a, as a tool to help me with work up until that point, you know, to feel more focused and, to, and uh, more clear uh, throughout the day. Um, but it, uh, it wasn't until that point where those things happened in my life where then I really turned to it in a, in a deeper way. And that kind of opened me up to a lot more of the power of it uh, on how it can help people and did myself deal with a lot of emotional uh, trauma and so forth that I was going through at, at that time. Um, so then I, I booked a one-way ticket to India. It was a bit of a, an eat, pray, laugh moment. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It sounds so cliche. But uh, it, there's also a little story behind that. Um, which I'll touch on briefly, it was I was just at home watching Netflix. Um, and as I said, it was a pretty dark time in my life. And I was just kind of putting uh, the question out there to the big universe. Um, universe. I was like, send me a sign. I, d I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do right now. I'm, I'm in a really dark place. I'm struggling. Um, and uh, a new documentary popped up on Netflix on, on the TV. Uh, and it was on uh, a gentleman called Ram Das, who was a, a meditation teacher, meditation expert, who was actually a, a Harvard professor, and he got uh, kicked out of Harvard uh, for experimenting with psychedelics. <laughs> um, and he went to India and on this uh, big sabbatical, and he came back to the West after he uh, went to India and really introduced meditation to, to America. Uh, and is one of the pioneers um, for making meditation and mindfulness so mainstream in uh, in the Western culture. So I watched this documentary on him, and one of the places that he went to in India was the place. Uh, the place was called McLeod Ganji, which is up in the north part of India and right near the Himalayas. And I was just like, "Wow, that's got to be a sign!" Like it's surname, and I was just like, "Screw it, I'm just buying a ticket." So literally next day, I was on a plane. I went there. Um, the next day, wow. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was very much like that. So There was no messing around there. You're like, I'm going. Well, yeah, at that point, I was really just looking for some answers. And I, I just honestly didn't know. This felt like the right thing. I was watching this and it was just, okay, let's let's do it. It just seemed such a, a spiritual um, yeah. place that could provide me with some answers. I, and so I, I just went there. I bought a one-way ticket. I stayed with a an Indian family uh, in a homestay. I stayed with them for a few months um, and I just really explored the world of, of meditation. Uh, there was a few temples there and a few meditation centers and I just literally would go there every day and learn and meditate um, and it helped me a lot. And from then I, I came back and I was like, wow, okay, this is what I, I want to do. This is what I've got to do. And ever yeah. since then I've been sharing uh, meditation and teaching others of what I've learned. That's amazing. How long were you in India for? Uh, it was close to three months. Yeah, About nice. Like, yeah. Mm. So how was it different meditating there? Because you said you meditated before. Mm. You've meditated before to help you with your business and so forth. How was it different meditating in India, being away from everything, knowing that you had the one-way ticket compared to back home? 
Yeah, well, I think the the culture there was probably the biggest difference, um, which because when you, as I said, when I was using it here, I think meditation is almost seen as one of two things. You either use it as a, as a tool to kind of help clear the mind uh, and to make yourself feel more focused and productive, uh, or you use it to kind of decrease stress or help with anxiety or something like that. Over there, it's very much ingrained in their life. So it's just like eating healthy. It's just like a, a healthy habit that everyone does over there. Um, so it has this different appeal. So it's, it's not so much um, something that you should do. It's just something that people want to do. And that was a really big lesson for me. It was like, oh, okay, I'm not just going to treat meditation just like it's some type of pill you pop, you know, um, it's going to be an ingrained part of my life. Uh, because it's such an ingrained part of people's life over there. It's something that they just like brushing your teeth every day. It's just something that they do and they love doing yeah. it. So um, having that shift in perspective on how to approach it and to see it uh, was really a big difference and, and helped me a lot um, with my practice. So that's probably the most notable one. Um, then it was just a lot of more of the, uh, the techniques, the tradition, and just delving into a lot more of, of that, which I had only really scraped the surface um, of those teachings um, when I was you know, back here. So, yeah. yeah. From what you said, it sounds like they use it more of a proactive technique than reactive, kind of like um, I'm going to do it every day to ensure that my stress doesn't hit that peak instead of I'm going to meditate when my stress hits that peak. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It, it's very much a pre preventative uh, exercise rather than a, uh, something that you, you have to do when you're struggling at some point. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, an other healthy habits, you know, the, the more you just get into eating healthy or exercising, um, and the more consistent you are with doing it, the more, uh, likely you're, you're not going to type, you're not going to have any type of injuries or, or some type of illness. Yeah. And I'm also thinking, so next time your family sees you watch documentary, they're like, where is that documentary? Cause he's going there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I know. Yeah. 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 Luckily things are pretty good at the moment. So, um, good, good, good. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to be making any off the cuff decisions, uh, watch any more doc documentaries anytime soon. I love I that. How long ago was that Luke? That was, uh, what are we, 2013? That was 2016. So yep. what's that? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Six, seven years. Six, yeah, seven years. When. Mm. Nice. Amazing. And so were you running a business at the time? Were you employed? What was happening around that time? Yeah, well, I was involved, uh, as I mentioned earlier, with a, um, with a startup company uh, that we had grown mm. very quickly uh, in. And um, that was one of the things that happened at that point was uh, a big part of the of the business that we had grown. We had gone into government funded training. Um, so we're offering things like diplomas of leadership and so forth for different types of businesses. Um, and it was a, a really successful part of the business. But overnight, the government changed legislation in that. And that really affected us a lot, almost like that. So, um, 
pretty much we had to lay off about 70% of our workforce uh, within a couple of weeks. We had to downsource and everything. And that was really, really hard. Um, and as I said, along with that, a few other things were happening in my personal life. There was an end of a 10 year relationship. Um, my dad was battling cancer at the time. And uh, I also lost a close friend of mine to suicide. And um, yeah, so there was a lot of things that happened in a very short period of time. And as I said, that's when I really turned to my meditation practice and um, it helped me kind of get through all of it. Yeah. And how beautiful is that you were able to access such a tool in times like that? Because you saying all that, you said it so calmly because it was so so long ago and you've worked mm. on it. But saying that, that's heavy stuff. All those, just as individuals, they're heavy. And then put them together, it's mm. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the, that's why this story I think is really quite pivotal because generally what happens when something happens in one area of your life, say for example, uh, something happens with your business or, you know, that in implodes or whatever, you can usually turn to maybe your partner or your family or, or a close friend to kind of help you get you through that. At that point in my time, it was like every area of my life was going through something. So I couldn't turn to my family because they were really struggling at the time. Um, I didn't have my partner anymore. Uh, and a close friend of mine wasn't there either anymore. So I was like, wow, okay, well, I really do have to try and figure this out on my own because I really, I don't have anyone else. So, um, and that is why, again, coming back, why I'm such a big ambassador for meditation because it, it's the gateway to having a relationship with yourself and to sorting things out. And I, I see that it's like an opportunity for you to open up a dialogue with yourself. Um, and there's a voice there. There's something there you're talking to yourself that's going to help you get through things. So, um, yeah, as I keep saying, it's, a it was a life saving exercise for me. Yeah. hundred percent. And who thought you'd be sitting here talking, how good it is to talk to yourself and how beneficial it is. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It, 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 it sounds a little bit uh, loopy, but it's it's so true. And that it's, it's a very important part of meditation um, mm. if you want to use it in that manner. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. So, Luke, what does optimal health and, you know, being a business individual success look like for you now? Uh, I guess you would have looked different back in the years, especially seven or so years ago. But for Luke today, what does optimal health in combination with success look like for you? I think uh, for, for me, optimal health is certainly, first and foremost, being mentally uh, healthy. Um, in other words, being very self-aware that's my probably number one priority that i that i always try to remind myself on and to continue to develop i just think that self-awareness just leads to happiness and just knowing of everything about the state that you're in so for example if you if someone's more self-aware as soon as i became more self-aware when i was feeling really happy i didn't find, I found myself, I wasn't getting too overwhelmed or caught up in that, you know, in other words, or running away with your ego, you know, you, you, you keep yourself grounded. Um, and the other side of the spectrum is when you're struggling, when you're going through, uh, some type of struggles, whether it's depression or dealing with anxiety or so, or so forth. Again, if you have self-awareness, 
you can look at that from an almost detached point of view and not, again, not get too caught up in it um, and look at the lessons. You still feel the pain, but you're not too overwhelmed by it. And I just think self-awareness is such a wonderful quality that I think should be taught in schools everywhere because it really does lead to a deep sense of contentment and peace. And I think that is the optimal health. I think that is, well, for me anyway, um, it is by far the leading quality that has made me more happy, more content, more peaceful, more successful within more than anything else. Um, and then leading on from that, then it's the, we all, I think we all know uh, the habits and the actions that healthy people do, you know, eating healthy, um, exercising, they sound simple, but they are the, the, it's the foundation. It's the foundation of living a healthy um, life, uh, which sets you up then for success, right? So uh, eating healthy, exercising, um, developing mental clarity through, you know, meditation, self-awareness, um, they're, they're the bedrock, they're the foundations of, uh, for me and what I would consider to be someone who's optimally, you know, healthy. Yeah, you summed that up so well. Um, I love that you put in there the mental side and then also the physical of eating and exercising and so forth um, and in combination with meditation. So I'm excited to talk about today's topic, the power of meditation for employee well-being mm. and business success. So not just for business owners but also for employees or or business owners that are listening to ensure that their employees are healthy or as healthy as them also, which is absolutely key. Um, so I strongly believe that both are important, employee and business owner's health. Would you agree, Luke? Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would probably more so think that I think the, um, the business owners, the executives, the, um, the owners of the business, I think it's probably a little bit more important for them um, mm. just considering, uh, I, I'm always a big fan that, um, whatever starts at the top flows down, you know? So if, if the leader of the business, if you're an executive, if you're the founder, um, whatever you do, your employers will look at you, right? Uh, your actions, how you handle things, the way you go about your day, um, how you, you know, how healthy you are how you respond to people, they're always looking at you. So I certainly feel, um, and then whenever I work with my clients, it's uh, if they try and, if the CEOs, if the executive teams try and fob it off to HR, I'm, I'm like, no, nah, okay, I'm not working with you guys. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, it's just not a, mm. it's not going to be the culture. So I, I, I'm a big ambassador of like, if you want to make this work, it has to start with you guys. It has to start with the C-level, um, the founders, the, the, the people at the top, the managers, and then filter it down. Yeah, especially when you're looking at employment and who you're looking for to run your business, the employees. You want them to have similar values to yourself. And if you know if your values is health and you know um, self self awareness mm -hmm. and um, sustainability and so forth, then, you know, you have to run by those values and act 
and act in those values. So yeah. whatever you're eating for lunch, your employees are watching. Whatever you're drinking for lunch, your employees are watching. Absolutely. If you are taking a break, your employees are watching. If you're overworking yourself, if you're sending those emails at 1 a.m., they might think that that's what they need to do. Um, there's so many mm. things that you're so right that it's mm. kind of like they will mirror what um, the board or the CEO or the owner is you know what they're how they're talking and how they're acting 100 percent. and i i see it a fair bit where a lot of executives try to kind of pull the wool over their employees eyes you know like they you know oh they, they, they don't really know what i'm doing or you know like i can get away with doing this because i'm the executive um well people are smart you know they know like it's uh yeah it, it's you can see it. You can, I can smell it almost when I walk into a room and you know, if the, if the culture is a bit off, then I just know that, um, something's going on in the executive level, which just isn't right. Yeah. I like how you said the culture, cause the culture is, is literally you, when you know the culture of the business, you know, who's running it. You don't even have to meet the individual. You could probably draw them. You could probably say what their routine is like and so forth. You know, it. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Luke, look, so before we get into a little bit about meditation, now that we're talking about employees, let's jump on to like, how can meditation help employees? Like, uh, with stress management, productivity, decision-making, um, some people might be sitting there and being like, how's meditation going to help an employee or how, as a business owner, how am I going to get the most out of my employees, but telling them to med meditate, but telling them to take time away from the business. Some people are like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can understand that. Uh, totally. Um, but it, I mean, there's so much science out there. There's so much proof, uh, of the benefits of meditation. It's not just some type of spiritual, uh, exercise that hippies do now, you know, there's, there's hard data, <laughs> there's hard data out there showing the, the, uh, the benefits of not just decreasing your anxiety levels and stress, which is obviously huge. If, if that in itself is a massive benefit for anyone in a, who's working. Uh, to decrease their stress levels and anxiety. But there's also really great research and studies done out there of how it helps you focus more and be more productive. Um, I've even noticed that within myself. Um, when I started using it uh, and use, uh, using it as a tool when I first started out, um, I certainly did find within myself that I was able to concentrate for longer than I usually would. I, I wasn't procrastinating as much. Uh, I felt like I was making clearer, better decisions. Um, and it makes sense, right? Because what you're doing is, I mean, there's different types of meditations, uh, for different things, but, uh, for example, if you wanted to, if you're a manager and you really wanted to improve the productivity or the focus of your employees, if you were to prescribe or to give them something like a 15 minute mantra based meditation a day that is proven to improve their concentration. So, um, and it's, it makes sense, right? Because the actual action of the meditation is you're focusing on one particular thing and you're training your concentration trigger, uh, and, and component within the brain. So, um, so when you finish your meditation, the brain is in that concentrated mode. So when you go into your work, you're not distracted as much. You feel more focused. So it's a, uh, it's a very, very practical. And that's the thing I love about, again, meditation, 
it's not a workshop, you know, it's not something that you go and sit in a boardroom and someone talks to you about, you know, the model <laughs> of communication that serves a place now and then, but it's, uh, it's very effective. This is something very practical that people can do. It's not a workbook. It's not a, um, a seminar. It's, uh, you do it and it, you would, you feel and notice the differences straight afterwards. So, um, it's a no brainer for me. Yeah. And I guess what you said is, you know, helps with focus because they're in that zone at that moment and then able to put it on the work that they're doing. But then you can even take it further and say that they can even take that home with whatever's happening. Like imagine someone going through what you were going through seven years ago and then trying to sit in an office for eight hours a day and work and like they love their job, but trying to be productive, their mind is just going to go everywhere. So if they can sit there and meditate for a little bit, and then, and then the employer would get more out of them, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's the, again, it's a wonderful thing about meditation is that it's, it's universal and it can be done anywhere. You don't need to, um, have any equipment. It can be done at any place at any time for, for 10 to 15 minutes. It's such a wonderful, easy as far as to do. It's difficult practice to kind of get the hang of, but, uh, there's no excuse for you not doing it because you can do it anywhere. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like, do you like other different types of meditations? Do we just close our eyes and all of a sudden we're meditating? Can we walk and meditate? Can we <laughs> sleep and meditate? Like, how does it look like? <laughs> yeah. It's the, the best way I can explain it is it's quite similar to physical exercise, right? So there's, there's so many different ways you can, exercise physically, you know, some people like to go and do a hit class. Some people might like to do Pilates. Some people prefer to do yoga. Some people prefer to just go for a run, right? There's so many different ways to be physically healthy and exercise. Um, meditation is the same. There's so many different, uh, styles and types of meditation that can serve different purposes. Um, it just really depends on what you need uh in your life so as I, as I touched on earlier if you wanting to be more focused and more concentrative with your work i would recommend some type of mantra based meditation um the reason why is because what this what's that it's all about is narrowing your focus on one particular sensory point whether that might be a mantra it could be your breath it's all about narrowing your focus over and over again it's training yourself to to have a a focal point on one thing. Um, now, if you're wanting to uh, relax more, right, and really kind of deal with emotional struggles or pain and so forth, there's a type of meditation which is more expansive, right? So what that means is you're kind of expanding your awareness. Rather than narrowing it, you're expanding it. So you're really taking in all the different sounds happening around you. You're taking in all the different feelings and sensations you're noticing within the body. Um, and that's a wonderful way to be able to process, to move things through you, uh, to open up and to relax. Um, and then, yeah, then there's, there's almost a meditation for any, there's ones that you can do just before sleep that can help you really kind of to wind down. Uh, there is ones for energy. And if you align them with some breathing exercises as well, that's a wonderful combination, which can really, um, spark you up and give you energy. Um, the key thing that you want to ask yourself is what do I feel like I need right now? Mm. 
what that's do a good I, question. I like that. What do I feel like I need right now? And let that be your guide, your guide to what type of meditation you then do. So if you're, if it's a three o'clock slump and you're like, oh, I just need some energy. Yeah, there's a, there's a meditation for that. There's, and again, we, I'm sure we'll talk about the app soon, but, um, you know, you can just search on that and just say, looking for energized guiding meditation. And then the process of just guiding yourself through that will give you that more energy. Um, vice versa, if you're wanting to unwind and relax, just type that in. It's amazing what will come back out. <laughs> Yeah, it's so interesting that there's different types because most people think, oh, meditation, that's just going to calm me. And I guess that's why a lot of people, um, especially A-type personalities, business-driven individuals are like, I don't want to meditate. That's going to slow me down. That's not going to make me productive. That's mm. going to put time away from my to-do list, like my processes, my business. So a lot of people are turned off uh, meditation because it's taking time away from their business. Um, but you're saying it's not just because, you know, most of these individuals, they thrive on that upper energy. They love that energy, you know. Mm. Um, and now you're saying that um, there's other meditations that you can that are out there that's not just the calming thing but also you're saying the calming things helps you focus so therefore you're able to focus more on the business too yeah yeah there's there's absolutely meditation will help you become uh, a better performer in all areas of your life whether it's in business whether it's um within health whether it's just in personal life um i mean that's the original that's the original reason why i got into it because what I found, because I was really big into researching successful habits on yeah. business leaders and what they all did. And it was just fascinating that one of the most consistent things that I found with people who were performing at their best, whether it was entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, whatever it was, most of them, most of them meditated, right? So like the, the most successful entrepreneurs out there, the likes of, you name it, like Steve Jobs, when he was around, he was a a big fan of meditation. Um, you look at like movie stars, whether it's uh, like Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Hugh Jackman, um, elite sporting people, they all meditate. And I was like, okay, wow. Okay. There's something more to this than just chilling out. Like if these yeah. people are at the best of their, their, their field and it's something that they regularly do, then that's just proof in the pudding that high performers meditate. Yeah to take time out of their busy schedule, away from learning, acting, their business, or whatever it is, to focus on themselves and be in that state um, mm. that actually helps them achieve whatever it is that they want to achieve. It's to the logical brain, it's kind of like, it's, it's puzzling, isn't it? Um, but when you actually understand what it does, mm. You're like, oh my gosh, I should do this every two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the classic tortoise and the hare tale. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the rabbit, the hare just sprints off, you know, and then it, it gets buggered and it just like goes for a sleep. And the tortoise is just there, just walking along and it ends up winning the race because it just knows the value of pace, um, consistency, recharging yourself uh, and getting time back. You end up winning in, uh, in the end. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, so what meditation do you use? And tell us a little bit about the app. Tell us a little bit about Soul Alive, because mm. you mentioned that. Um, what is it? And yeah, tell us a little bit more, Luke. Yeah, so um, 
the meditation that I choose is really depending on what I feel I needed at the time. Um, yeah. As I kind of touched on earlier, uh, there's so many different types. And then I, I just ask myself um, throughout the day, uh, if uh, what, what do I need? What do I need? And then I've got a meditation there ready to go to, to suit what I feel I need. Um, if it's in the morning, then I'll generally practice some type of energizing meditation that for me, that is some type of Vipassana meditation. I won't go into too much around what that is, but it's a, uh, it's a body scan type of meditation that really kind of brings energy and awareness into your body. Um, I'll then align that with, um, a bit more visualization, uh, which is not quite meditation, but it's a very close friend to meditation. Um, so I'll tap that on the end of a, uh, Vipassana meditation. And that really sets me up for a great day. I feel energized. I feel clear. I feel ready. Um, if it's at nighttime, then I'll practice a different type of meditation. I'll do some type of maybe a, a Kundalini type of meditation, which is all about you know, unwinding through the body. It's very grounding. It's a very deep type of meditation, uh, with some deep breathing exercises. Again, that's a really good companion with, uh, with meditation. So, um, I practice all, all types of meditation and I tried them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would really encourage people to do that as well. Um, because it's some people can find one type of meditation and just, uh, stick with it and that's okay. But I think there's so many, so many different types that out there and I, and I would really encourage people to explore the other types, um, and see how that benefits them in, in, in different ways. Um, the app itself, Solar Live, so that came about uh, a few years ago uh, after I realized that what was being offered out there in the app space, uh, meditation app space, I felt there was a, a bit of a gap. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, a lot of the meditation apps out there, the big ones, particularly like Headspace and Calm, they're great, but I felt they were lacking in support, uh, interaction and guidance, and also a bit of community, um, which are really essential elements for learning meditation and then sticking with it. Um, they, they had a great sort of download rate, but then they would have a sharp fall off. So their retention wasn't that good. Uh, yeah. people just didn't stick with it. Uh, and you need that element of guidance, support community to really, if you want to stick with it and make it a, a good habit. So that's the reason why I started Soul Alive. And our main point of difference is uh, most of what we do on there is live stream meditation classes. So we do have an on-demand library that people can access at any time and you can still do the saved classes after they've been performed live. But most of what we do on there, it's, it's almost like a virtual studio. So people go on there, they book their class times, and then there's an actual live meditation teacher guide myself or one of our other guides that are there at that time. And they are talking to you. You can ask questions, you can interact. It's live streamed. Uh, and then they guide you through an actual meditation. So it's a lot more interactive. There's a lot more community features on there. Uh, and so far so good it's early days, but we're finding that that is uh, hitting a, a niche for people who are wanting more of that sort of engagement and community element to it. Yeah, I think you're right in regards to the retention 
because you can ask so many people, hey, who's downloaded Calm? Or hey, who's downloaded Headspace? And a lot of people, even the listeners now, will be like, oh, yeah, I have. It's probably not on my phone anymore. I haven't opened it for a while. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, with meditation or any type of habit, it's the formation and then staying on it that may be the hardest. Um, jumping on and downloading it and doing the first one may not be the biggest issue, mm. but I think the biggest issue is staying on it and staying consistent. So with that app and having the library and the consistency, I guess that would assist. Is there anything else from your experience that would help people stay with meditation on a daily or even weekly, or do you have to do it daily? Like how will people stay on it? Yeah, well, uh, hopefully what we're doing with uh, giving the giving people the opportunity to schedule times in, like book classes, um, is uh, giving them that uh, added, uh, I suppose, element of being able to stick to it. Because, you know, if you if you book something, there's more likely... <laughs> the accountability. That's right. Yeah, it, there's more accountability there for you to show up. So that feature in itself, it seems to be working quite well. Um, a lot of the community element within the app we've found is also really quite essential for people to continue to keep it as a habit. I'm sure, again, when you think about your day-to-day life, um, if you're in a group chat with friends uh, and, you know, you put in there, who's going to the gym tomorrow, right? And then there's, again, there's that sense of like, okay, yeah, there's more accountability there. If someone's put that up, you're probably more likely to stick with it or to show up. So those we've got those functionalities and features within the app, um, which is certainly helping with people stick to it and, and uh, with the retention of it. Um, the other big one, which I touched on at the very beginning of our conversation, is around shifting how you see meditation. What I mean by that is rather than just seeing it as something which you do just to help with a particular problem or to increase your focus or your probability, um, um, your productivity rather than seeing it just like that is to find the joy in it, right? We, we stick to things that we enjoy doing, right? And, uh, yeah. if you can find that the joy in the practice, which is a big message that I really try to share and, and to promote about meditation is to don't, don't just see it as something that, uh, you just do now and then to help you out. Um, find the joy in the practice find because it is a wonderful uh, exercise uh, that can you can really learn a lot about yourself and help a lot find the joy in the practice and you'll want to stick with it yeah a hundred percent i guess some people might be like oh i have to meditate or i have to do the breathing stuff or you know someone's recommended it to me for my heart health or for my anxiety and for my stress and then there's people just go oh i don't want to do it um, and I know myself, I'm guilty of it. Mm. I've gone times where it's been part of my routine and I've done it and then it's just gone off because life got busy and things got too busy and schedule got busy. Mm. And then I just remind myself that is exactly why I need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or life got better. You know, most people stop meditation when things are good. I mean, that's when you yeah. really should be doing it the most, you know, because um, when you meditate, when things are good, then it develops this habit of when things become bad, you're in a better place to be able to deal with it. That's so true. So your basis isn't as low as it would have been usually. Mm-hmm. And just, just your ability to be able to deal with it is just so much more stronger as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it is. It's finding that the joy in the practice, like that moving that from, oh, I really should meditate to, oh, my God, I can't wait to meditate. 
know. Yeah, I get to meditate. I get, I have time, and I get to do Once it, and I get to, yeah, and I want to do it with these amazing people around me. And I guess booking it in, like you said, in the app kind of gives you the accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I, want, I wonder if there's any punishment on the app if you don't show up. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't. There's a, there's a little reminder which goes out that it's now saved and you can do it later on. Um, yeah. We're we'll doing positive a, reinforcement. Yeah, you could have a bit of a, a, a slight amount of guilt associated with it, but no, it's... Yeah, um, I love it. No, of course not. Yeah. Um, no, that's absolutely amazing. And I love the whole concept of bringing the community community together mm. and you can download it on the app store is that right yeah yeah it's on uh android and uh apple beautiful beautiful it's called soul alive yeah. s-o-u-l separate word a-l-i-v-e yeah so what do you think the benefit is of having an app compared to the traditional meditation practices like going to a place physically mm. do you think you can completely um overtake that or do you think it's an extra or what are your thoughts on that luke yeah i think it's kind of the meeting point between the two to be honest with you i uh, i don't think it's going to completely replace it but it's certainly bringing a lot of the elements which go into a studio uh had into your living room right so it's a lot more convenient you can do it anywhere it's just like on your phone so it's Wherever you go, you can um, log in and, and do a class. Um, so it's, yeah, the big one's convenience. Now you don't have to go, you know, to India, <laughs> right, to, or, or a <laughs> retreat to, to learn. You can do it on an app, which is great. Um, cost, you know, to be brutally honest, you know, it's, it's cheaper uh, than probably going and, and doing it at a studio somewhere or having to fork out, you know, a lot to go to a, a retreat of some type. So that's another big benefit. Um, they're probably the, 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 the two big ones. Uh, but as I said, it's, it's still not, not going to fully replace, you know, the immersive experience of a face-to-face. I still do the odd uh, face-to-face session. Last weekend I did a big one here in Sydney, which was a nice, you know, change. Um, and also, you know, the on-demand uh, recordings on apps, whether it's solo live or one of the others are also still good. So yeah, we kind of see ourselves as the, uh, the middle point between the two of those. Yeah. And it gives an option to individuals too. Um, and especially if you've got business owners who are busy and it takes 15, 20 minutes to drive to the studio, that's 40 minutes that they may see, um, as not being so efficient. Yeah. You could do um, three meditations in, in that time. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) The other question I had for you, Luke, was for business owners, um, meditation, right? How can it actually assist them with their leadership skills and strategic decision-making? Because those are two big skills to have as a business leader, Mm. um, you know, to lead and also to make good decisions. Mm. Um, How does meditation assist with them? Yeah, well, it's kind of what we touched on a bit earlier. It's... uh... I'm a big ambassador for anyone who's in a position of power, whether it's business or elsewhere. Um, you're there because people look up to you in some way, right? You're a leader. So people are looking at you or, or to you for, um, for guidance, for inspiration, for, yeah. for leadership in itself. So the way that you act, the way that you carry yourself is so, so important, right? Um, and meditation is another one of those healthy exercises that 
will only help you be a better person first and foremost, right? So not just a better leader, but a better person. You will be a better karma. You, you'll, sorry, I should say you, you'll, you will become more karma if you meditate. Now, the best leaders that I've seen are the ones that compose themselves, and particularly when things are in a, a stressful situation um, or there's a, some sort of um, high-pressure situation which has popped up at work, right, uh, whatever the case might be, uh, everyone looks to the leader. How is this? How is he going to handle this? And the best ones that I've seen are the ones that don't get too overwhelmed by it, that don't get too caught up, that, that don't get too emotional. They have this subtle sense of calmness. It's like, a, it's okay, it's all good. I've got this, right? Yeah. And um, I know for me, for me, meditation has helped me uh, develop that skill of being a lot more calmer in high pressure situations. Because it is a skill. <laughs> it definitely is a skill. Absolutely. If shit's gone down, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And exact, that's exactly right. So people who are, are calm in those situations, you notice them, particularly the leaders, if they do. So um, I think that's where it can really help out uh, leaders. When it comes to decision-making, it's an interesting one. Um, a harder one to explain on, on the direct benefit that meditation has on that all i can really say is uh for me when i meditate in the morning um and if i've got difficult decisions to make throughout that day i find i just don't second guess myself um i know that's probably not the uh the most uh i don't know strongest answer i can give you but i just feel like it's just I don't know. It, it just feels a lot more intuitively like it's, I'm just making the right decisions. There's no sort of, uh, clouding. I just feel like certain in my decisions. So, yeah, I feel like that you've been in this state for a while that it's hard for you to go back into when it was hard to make decisions. Cause it's like, well, it just comes normal natural to me. <laughs> so I feel like that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's, I, I still yeah. have difficult decisions, but, um, you're right. Yeah. I, I think I feel a bit more comfortable and just. Yeah. And you trust yourself a little bit Mm. more too. And having the, you know, having the power of being able to touch into such a tool as meditation at any time, doesn't matter who's here, who's not, what time it is, how much money you have, how much money you don't have. Mm. You can literally, that, that in itself is powerful. And that in itself makes you not freak out when things go out of plan. You go, okay, cool. I'm just going to go sit there. And Mm. everyone's like, what is he doing? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it is. It is. It is kind of that, um, magical i mean it, ta- it takes time and it, and it's certainly it, it's it's a skill that uh takes time to learn but it is such a wonderful magical exercise that can can help in all areas of life so mm. yeah and you from what you said you meditate in the morning and night and so forth what are the tips for the people that are listening that are like, you know what, Luke, I've tried meditation. It just doesn't work for me. Or I've tried it for a week and then I'm not on it for another three, four months. What would be some motivation to stay consistent and also motivated in their meditation practice? Mm, mm, good one. Well, again, it's not to sound like a, uh, a tape recorder, but the first one is to change how you see it first and foremost. Um, 
you know, what we, what we spoke about in regards to, oh, I really should meditate to something like, I really want to meditate. Uh, I think that in itself can have a huge impact on you sticking with it. Um, and making it a habit as you know, something that you're excited to do rather than something that you just feel like you should, or you have to do. Um, that certainly has helped me a lot. Um, sticking with it. I think also getting your friends involved in it. Uh, again, there's that accountability, uh, really does help. Uh, you know, as soon as you rope your friends into doing something like there's probably more chance of you wanting and going to stick with it as well. So that I know for me has helped in the past. Um, another big one, which doesn't often get spoken about is helping people realize that it's meditation. Isn't just all about quietening the mind. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. As we kind of touched on again, uh, earlier, there's a lot around how it helps you improve performance. Um, how it's going to make you a, uh, a better decision maker. It's a, it is an exercise that high performers do, not just people who want to chill out. So, um, I think that can help probably a lot with your type with listeners as well within the business space, because let's be honest, I think a lot of people would be nervous that, oh, I might lose the edge if I meditate. Um, hundred percent, you know, so, um, again, it's that perspective shift, which can, can really help. Yeah, I love that. Getting your friends into it. <laughs> yeah. Getting everyone to do it. Exactly. And I guess if if you are an employee, um, tell your you know, your your employer, hey, let's jump onto Soul Alive and I'll I'll perform better. <laughs> yeah, well or, it's funny you say that we're actually doing a fair bit of corporate work now, like we just rolled yeah. out um with one of Australia's largest childcares. And uh, all of their employees and staff, and um, and also their executives. So uh, it's starting to happen, which is great. A hundred percent. Or if you are a business owner, you can be like, "Wow, how can this help myself and my employees?" And in a few months, you might even see uh, the return of investment on it um, come out. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I love that because I, I used to work in HR and. Um, I'm, I was always blabbing on about yoga, meditation, putting it in at lunch times, and so forth. Mm. And uh, management always go, "Well, what's the return of investment on this? You know, give me the stats. Like, what is the money that's going to come in?" And I'm like, "Well, you just watch. It's true. <laughs> you wait." Yeah, and there's some great studies out there which they've done that. They've done that. There was a, there's a big study that they did in the US, uh, the pharmaceutical company that actually did track that at, at the ROI. Um, once they integrated meditation into their into the workforce, and they they did see a, a, a positive, something like seventy percent increase over five years in their um, their revenues, which is massive. That's amazing. Mm. That's absolutely amazing. And um, you're not only helping. Like the thing that I love about this is you're not only helping your own business, you're helping the individual themselves yeah. as an individual, but then that has a flow and effect because that individual is going to be nicer to their partner, nicer to their kids, nicer to the community, um, nicer to the neighbors. So it has mm. an actual flow and effect. It's not just about you. Yeah. And that flows onto the workforce as well. If they're happy, if they're happier, they're kinder, they're more compassionate, um, in mm. their personal life, they're going to be like that at work as well. 
Yeah, I love that. I love I love today's uh, podcast interview, Luke. Um, I had a question for you. You know, you've mentioned you do meditation and so forth. What does your morning routine look like for optimal performance? My morning routine, um, it it kind of alternates between two. I like to alternate between two different types of routines. Uh, one of them is wake up, go to the gym, exercise, uh, and then I'll go for a swim in the ocean, meditate for 10 minutes, grab my coffee and then start work. So that's one routine, which I really enjoy doing. The next morning I'll, I'll change that. I might, I'll get up, I'll, uh, meditate. So it's a little bit, it's not as, um, uh, full on as far as exercise is concerned. I'll meditate, I'll journal, I'll do some writing, uh, and then I'll have a coffee and start work. So I find like if I alternate between those two routines, I don't know that that works really well for me. Yeah, I love that because if you stay in the same zone all the time, you may not open yourself to other opportunities um, and things dropping in. So I love that you're um, changing it up. That's absolutely amazing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it works for me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then you're going to add a third one and a fourth one. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two is enough for me. Maybe, yeah. But I don't know if I'll, yeah. <laughs> nice amazing well thank you so so much for sharing information about meditation and also your beautiful app um solar live today luke really appreciate it um being on a natural podcast what i'll do is i'll put in the show notes all the information about the app and uh yourself so people can access or contact you if they need to um is there anything else that you want to say before we close off for today no, I just want to say a big thank you for inviting me on here, um, having a chat. You know, I hope that uh, whoever's listening has found some value in this. And uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out uh, on my social media or, or via the app and, um, you know, give meditation a go. It's pretty good. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for joining us on Natural Podcast. And remember, the missing link between failure and success is your help. is the opinion of Mahalo Raguse and its information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahalo Raguse does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing, or reading this content. And in the circumstances shall the Natural Health Podcast Mahela Raguse, any guests or contributors to the Natural Podcast, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Mahela Raguse be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the Natural Podcast. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please note if you're taking prescription, do not stop your medication or start a new protocol, including but not limited to supplements diet, lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional. If you or any person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the natural podcast or in any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. Neither Mahela Raguse nor the publisher of this context takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in the educational content.